Today on Nintendo Switchcraft, Pokemon Direct is on its way along with Monster Hunter Switch rumors. Resident Evil is bringing the scares and Final Fantasy is preloadable. All that plus Android Assault Cactus and email from Scott on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday whenever I have the time to get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Logan K. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Tomorrow, we've got some very, very exciting news. I know that we just came off the tail of a Nintendo Direct, so a lot of people are thinking, well, there's no way that we're going to have another Nintendo Direct right away. Well, you'd be wrong. And I'm not really surprised about this. And the reason I'm not really surprised about this is because it seems like this is Pokemon time. It, it, It always tends to happen right around the tail end of February, the beginning of March, when they unveil any new information they have about Pokemon. So this morning, while I was at work, there was a tweet from uh, Nintendo of America, and that tweet said, tune in on February 27th at 6 a.m. Pacific time. So that's 9 a.m. Eastern. And if you don't live in one of those two places, then you can just figure out where what, the t- what time it'll be. Um, for seven minutes of new information in a live streamed Pokemon Direct presentation. Uh, So again, that is tomorrow, February 27th. If you're listening to this tomorrow, then it's already happened. And I'll obviously be talking about it on Thursday's show. Uh, But it's about seven minutes long. And I mean, if if I look at past uh, Nintendo Directs, the thing that I tend to notice is that when they are focusing on a game, so for instance, let's talk about Fire Emblem. The, the last uh, Nintendo Direct was focused on Fire Emblem. And for Fire Emblem, they probably talked about that game for, if I were to guess, I'd say about eight minutes total. It really wasn't that long. Uh, but that's like they, they ended up talking about it for about eight minutes or so. And they had all this other stuff. So, I guess the question that I'm asking is this this Pokemon Direct tomorrow, is it going to be about one game and that one game being the Pokemon RPG that is supposed to be launching at the end of this year? Um, and, and for one, I hope that it's about that. I hope that it's not about Pokemon Go or something like that. Not that I have a problem with Pokemon Go. Uh, Pokemon Go is actually a really, really great game that I can only play for a couple of months out of the year because then it gets ridiculously cold uh, where I live and I I don't want to go outside and play Pokemon Go when it's like that. Like the best place uh, for us to go to catch Pokemon in Pokemon Go is the park uh, in the nearest uh, town. And that park is way up on top of a hill. It's it's basically overlooking the entire town. And 
uh, or city, I guess. Uh, it's looking over everything, this park. And that means it's incredibly windy up there. And I remember once my wife and I got the gumption. We were like, let's let's go up to the park and go for a walk. And this was like in December or something. Uh, so we, we got all bundled up and went up to the park. And we went for a walk like we usually do in the summertime or in the spring. And uh, man, it was just so agonizingly cold that we we very quickly changed our minds and went back inside to the comfort of the buildings that we that we built to protect us from this ridiculous place that we live in um so in the winter time we don't go play pokemon go now i have really enjoyed catching pokemon with my son and my wife uh playing pokemon go it's a really really fun game but i don't know like how much I, I I really hope they don't talk about it at all in this Pokemon Direct. I hope that they really really focus on the Pokemon RPG. Now I'm sure that we will also get some. Um, I I guess I'll call them side quests. These these little extra games like like Pokemon Shuffle or Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, like that kind of thing. I'm sure that we'll also see some stuff like that, but I'm hoping that a majority of this direct, this seven minute direct is about the new Pokemon RPG. And the reason why I'm hoping so much for it is because of Pokemon Let's Go. Pokemon Let's Go is this game that I had originally written off and I've talked about this on the show before, but it's been a while, so I'll talk about it again. And just in case somebody is new. And if you're new, thanks for checking out the show. And if you're not new, thanks for listening. Um, so Pokemon Let's Go, when it first got uh, announced, and, and I guess I should give a little backstory. I am not a Pokemon guy. I've played Pokemon X. I finished it. Um, I played Pokemon um, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. I don't know which one it was that I had. I did not finish it, and I played a little bit of Pokemon Moon or Pokemon Pokemon or Pokemon Sun, and I didn't finish it. I don't know which one I played. Uh, they just didn't hold my attention. And then Pokemon Let's Go came out, and I I looked at the stuff that Nintendo was showing, and I don't feel like they ever did a good job telling me how good that game was. It wasn't until I was watching somebody. They were they were grind they were trying to catch shinies uh, on Twitch, and I was curious as to what the game was like. So I was watching a Twitch stream, and I was like, "Man, this looks incredibly good!" So I went out and I bought uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu like that day, and I had an absolute blast with it. It was so fun, uh, really really great game. Again, I didn't finish it because I don't finish games, um, but it was really really fun. And the time that I spent with it was very, very enjoyable. Now, this is a game that I almost missed out on because Nintendo did a bad job marketing it. They did not tell me why I should play this game. And while I think it's a great game, it's also not perfect. There's problems with Pokemon Let's Go. Uh, for instance, I don't like that they forced you into using the motion controls uh, the best way to play this game is in handheld mode because you can push a button to throw the Pokeball. 
uh, that that drove me crazy, especially because the motion controls are not the most accurate. So sometimes you want to like sling, a, like throw a, a Pokeball over to the left and it'll go over to the right. And you're like, wow, that's not what I did. Uh, it, it just didn't work as well as it could have. And just being able to aim with a joystick and push a button would have made that experience so much better. Uh, so I didn't like that they did that. Uh, other things that I didn't like about it, uh, I did find that 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 was particularly annoying. Sometimes, uh, I mean, this wasn't the fact that you couldn't just directly battle a friend. So, for instance, if uh, myself and my son wanted to have a battle with each other or trade with each other, what we had to do is to go into the battle menu or trading menu and like, okay, our code is Pikachu, Eevee, Ivysaur. So we would put those in and hopefully nobody else did that at the same time, which is fine, I guess. I never actually did that and went up or traded with the wrong person, but it would have been nice if they had just given me the ability to open up a friends list and say, start a trade with uh, DK, which is my son's username. Um, and would have, what would have been even better is if we could do like, like if we could make a wish list, like this is the kind of thing that, that, that makes me think or that I think about and I'm like, this would make the game so much better. What if you were like, you had your Pokemon collection that you've, you've got and you're working on your decks and you could say, all right, these are guys that are on my wish list or better yet. Ones that like you haven't caught or are, are automatically on a wish list. And you could cat like, and so I'm playing and I have my wish list set up and you're playing and you catch a duplicate of something that you already have. And it pops up and it says, Hey, this is on the, the wish list of the following people who are on your friends list. Do you want to trade it to them? And so then you could say, yes, boom, you hit a button and it sends it to me. All right. And then while it's in, like, while it's in transit, it, it comes out of your inventory and it's kind of hovering there in cloud space or whatever. And then the next time that I play, I open up my game and it's like, Hey, so-and-so just sent you, um, I, I don't know. Um, uh, I'll, I'll just say Pikachu. Cause for some reason I'm blanking. Uh, somebody just sent you a Snorlax. Do you want to trade with them? So then I would open it up and say, yes, I could see what's on your wish list and I could see what I have to send to you. I mean, how cool would that be? It kind of reminds me of this uh, mode that's in Diablo 3, or not mode really, but this really cool feature that's in Diablo 3 where uh, if a monster, like there's a certain type of monster and if it kills you, then it will open a portal and it'll go through and find somebody on your friend's account or on your friend's list and try and attack them. And if that person kills the monster, they will get loot that they can send to you. Like that's the kind of thing that I'm thinking would be really, really amazing in a Pokemon game. Uh, I think that it's just fantastic. It's fantastic in Diablo. And I think it would work really well in Pokemon Gen 8. Uh, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I would love to see added to this game. Anyway, uh, though there, there's other things about Pokemon Let's Go that bugged me, but those are kind of the top ones. And I'm curious, 
what 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 are you hoping for from the uh Nintendo or the from the Pokemon Direct tomorrow? So I'm hoping that they are talking about cool things like that. Cool quality of life features. Just give me another Pokemon Let's Go and add those quality of life features with new Pokemon and I would be perfectly happy with that. I think that that would be great. Uh get rid of the motion controls or have the motion controls be optional. And uh I think that that would be really really fun and I would I would have a lot of fun with that game. Um but what I'm fully expecting is that they're going to do the same thing again. Now I know that there's a lot of people who say I don't I want to fight the Pokémon in order to catch them. And I don't really want to have to fight the Pokemon to catch them. I thought that I did, but when I was playing Pokemon Let's Go, I found it very, very relaxing that I didn't have to worry about accidentally killing uh, a Pokemon that I wanted to capture because I hadn't found somebody with false swipe yet. Um, So I hope they take those refinements that they made with Pokemon Let's Go, like the fact that you can see the Pokemon in the world, I hope that they take those things and they add them to Gen 8. If if they did have battling the Pokemon to to weaken them before you you tried to catch them with the ball, I'd be fine with that too. Uh, I, I just I'm I disagree with most people that that was a huge mistake. I think the only real mistake was the stuff that I already mentioned. But I I can't wait to find out what is in store for us tomorrow morning. And rest assured that I will be talking about it on uh, the podcast on Thursday. Hello, look. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When when this thing right here, if you if you're not looking, if you're not watching the video version, uh, this is I'm holding up my Steam controller. When this first came out, uh, I got really excited because I thought it was incredibly cool. If you've never seen the Steam controller in action, uh, it's it's an amazing feat of engineering. It's really really cool, and it's one of my favorite ways to play video games. Uh, unfortunately I don't get to play it too much because I, I don't play a lot of games on my PC these days. Um, that being said, I've been playing more with it lately and I'm a big fan of the steam controller. Now, the reason that I'm talking about this is because when this was first announced, they showed off people playing with this and playing a bunch of different types of games that, uh, that would work well with it. And one of those games is now coming to the Nintendo switch. And I had never heard of this game before. It's called Android 
no, Assault. I always screw up the name of this thing. It's called Assault Android Cactus. And it looks really, really neat. It's kind of like a twin stick shooter. If if you if you've ever played one of those, it's where you control the direction that your character moves with the left stick and the direction that you shoot with the right stick. And uh, Assault Android Plus is coming to the Switch, and it looks really, really good. It looks really, really fun. Uh, I love what I see here. I, I, I've constantly looked at it and said, oh, maybe I'll check this out sometime. Maybe I'll pick this up, but I've always waited. And now I'm really happy that I waited because I think that you know having it on the Switch is going to be like the best way to do it. It just looks so fun. It's a four-player multiplayer game uh, where I'm I'm hoping that I haven't watched the video yet. I'm actually looking at it right now. I'm hoping that it has online as well as local multiplayer. So far, they've only shown local multiplayer. Uh, This does include an all-new campaign in this mode. That's why it's called the the Plus version. But it's got incredibly fast action, and there's like bullets all over the place that you have to avoid. And it just looks so fun. And that's Assault Android Cactus is coming to the Nintendo Switch on March 8th. And I, for one, am looking forward to checking it out. The Atari 2600. Now get up to $30 in rebate offers plus a free Pac-Man. After last week with the, the huge bombshells and the fact that we've got a Pokemon Direct tomorrow, there's just not a lot of Nintendo news to discuss. So I'm going to take the rest of the stories and kind of lightning round them. Because uh, there's not a huge amount of things that you can say about this stuff. So uh, let's start off with Resident Evil 0, 1, and 4 are all coming to the Nintendo Switch on May 21st. So that's pretty cool. That's a lot of horror games. Now, I don't know if these are going to be up if... Uh, you know, I, I hope that it's not just a straight up port that's going to look kind of crappy. I'd hope that it's been at least up a little bit to look nice or at least be widescreen because I think all of these games came out back in the days of four by three TVs. And I would hate to have black bars on the side like that would kind of bother me. Um, only time will tell. Uh, but it says North American Switch owners will be able to purchase Resident Evil Origins collections at retail. So if you want to go and get a physical copy, that will bundle together Resident Evil 0 and Resident Evil 1. Um, I, I I, don't know. I kind of want to pick that up because I, I like to be scared. And I feel like I missed out on most of the Resident Evil games. Uh, so... You know, we'll we'll see what happens with that. Uh, speaking of popular series, Final Fantasy, it, you can now uh, preload um, the Final Fan some of the Final Fantasy games on your Nintendo Switch. If you go to the eShop, you can pick up Final Fantasy X and X2 HD Remaster, Final Fantasy VII, and Final Fantasy XII: The Zodiac Age. You can get all of these games preloaded on your Switch for later on now i would recommend i mean i i i know that there's people out there who want to have all of these games but i would recommend buy one don't buy all of them buy one and then if you finish it 
then buy the next one. I know that there's a lot of people out there that are not going to listen and they're just going to buy all three of them and never play them uh, because that's what a lot of us do, I, myself included. Uh, but Final Fantasy X and ten do ten and ten two HD remaster is fourteen gigabytes. That's the initial download. However, if you want to install the full game, because that that initial download is only for ten, that means with ten two that brings it up to twenty six point nine uh, gigabytes. That comes out on April sixteenth. Final Fantasy VII has a file size of 3.7 gigabytes. The price for that is $16. Uh, That comes out on March 26th. And then Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age, is 12.6 gigabytes. And that comes out on April 30th. Um, I I, I almost think that I'm going to end up getting Final Fantasy VII for my Nintendo Switch. It's only $16. Like, that is a really... That's a really, really good price. Again, it's going to be it's going to be pillar boxed. I think is the word uh, where we've got the black bars on the side. But I don't know, man. It's Final Fantasy VII. It's kind of hard for me to resist that. It's just I I I love that game so much. Uh, finally, um, the or not finally, we've got two more things. Japan has the next Dragon Quest Eleven S live broadcast has been announced. This was back on the 23rd, but somehow I missed it. Um, it says, we saw a good portion of the footage... Or no, 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 where is it? Oh, here it is. Um, the fans of the series will want to tune in online for the second live broadcast on the 27th of March between 2100 and 2200. Um... I don't know if if it doesn't say what time zone that is, but I'm sure that we'll find out closer to it uh, and we'll see more information about Dragon Quest 11 S for or actually I'll give you the, the full title because we got a little extra time today. Dragon Quest 11 Echoes of Illusion Echoes of an Elusive Age S Definitive Edition. Ugh. These these Japanese uh ex- exceedingly long titles are insane uh anyway uh, the final thing that's probably i'm probably most excited about out of everything from today even more than the pokemon stuff is the fact that there is a possibility there's rumors of a um where where is it oh uh, of a monster hunter a new Monster Hunter game coming to the Nintendo Switch. Now, I think, I, like, I have missed out on all of the Monster Hunter games right up until Monster Hunter World came to the PS4. I played it on PS4. I had so much fun playing that game. And I had skipped all of them before. And so then when Monster Hunter... I can't remember which one it is. When Monster Hunter came to... Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Thank you, uh, Pitterate. When Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate came to uh, the Nintendo Switch, I ended up picking it up, and I had a lot of fun with that too. Even though that was that was much more like the older Monster Hunter games, and a lot less like the streamlined version of Monster Hunter World. Now, me as somebody who is new to the series. I very much preferred Monster Hunter World to Monster Hunter anything else ever. And the the reason for that is because it was so much more streamlined and inviting and friendly to newer players. Well, 
friendlier to new players. It was still kind of opaque, and I had to look look things up on YouTube in order to figure out how to play. And I know that a lot of the Monster Hunter community will say that is what Monster Hunter's like. And that's not really what I want. I want a game where I have to go and and you know figure out the telegraphs of the monster and uh you know hunt them down with my friends and fight these giant things and get the loot in order to take back and make some new equipment so I can go kill the next monster. I think that 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 um that gameplay loop is really really compelling. I don't like how um opaque and I the, the game is very bad at teaching you how to play. You shouldn't have to go outside the game to learn how to do it. Uh, so I'm I'm hoping that the next Monster Hunter game is more like Monster Hunter Worlds, not in graphics. Uh, you know, I would love it if it looked like it did in Monster Hunter Worlds because that game was gorgeous. If you have, if you haven't seen that game, you got to see it. It is one of the prettiest games I've ever played. Just absolutely gorgeous environments, wonderful character design, or, well, monster design. The characters are a little forgettable. Um, it was just so awesome looking. Uh, and I know that the Switch can't do that, and that's okay with me. I just want it to play like Monster Hunter World. And I know that there's a lot of people who completely disagree with me on that, and that's okay. Feel free to write and tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, there's a lot of ways that you can write and tell me that I'm wrong. Uh, one way is on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. You can join our uh, community. We call it the Nerd Nest. Go to RunJumpStomp.com slash Discord, or you can email me, RunJumpStomp at gmail.com, just like Scott did. Scott sent me an email, and I'll wrap up the show with that. He said, hey, Bill, first of all, love the podcast. Keeps me entertained at work. I used to love Shadowrun on the Super Nintendo, and I'm wondering if there's anything like that game that you know of on the Switch. Uh, also, the price of Link's Awakening game. Nintendo can charge as much as they want for any Zelda game. I will buy it. And that was from Scott. Uh, Scott, uh, the game I, I, I'd never played uh, Shadowrun on the Super Nintendo, so I didn't have any actual familiarity with it. But I looked it up and I watched a little bit of footage from it. And the first thing that came to mind, having never played Shadowrun, so I don't know if it's a good comparison, but the first thing that came to mind was this really weird game I did a first look on uh, last year called Mille Noir, where you are this dude and you've it's, it's almost like a twin stick shooter. Uh, with this really weird, like, mafia-inspired story. The game is rated M, though, just so you know. There's lots of blood and, and like, naked ladies in it and stuff. But um, the first thing, and it's all pixelated, but I'm just letting you know. Uh, but that's the first thing that I thought of when I saw it. Uh, so I'm I'm leaving this out to you guys. Anybody out there who has played Shadowrun on the Super Nintendo, you know, look through what you have on the Nintendo Switch, and if there's anything there that you think might scratch that itch for Scott, then feel free to let us know. You can do it in all the ways that I said before, but, you know, Scott, make sure you join the Discord, and then uh, we can talk about it uh, right there in our community Discord, because that's what we like to do. All right, it's time to wrap up the show. Uh, I already said how you can become a part of the community, so I'm not going to say that again. If you're looking for ways to support the show, stop by runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And don't forget about my other podcast. It's called Run Jump Stomp. It 
It's where you call in and share your thoughts on gaming. I think that this week I'm going to talk about the ridiculousness that THQ Nordic is doing a, uh, you know, I, I don't even know. Just Google THQ Nordic uh, controversy and you can see what I might be talking about this week on that show, uh, depending on what you guys call in with. Uh, anyway, you can find that podcast over at anchor.fm slash runjumpstomp. Uh, if you want to check out the music from today's show, it's from Balloon or it's Balloon Trip Remix by Noteblock and uh, Acoustic Gerudo Valley by Tom Winter. You can also check out any music that's ever been on the show by going over to runjumpstomp.com slash music. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with me while I do the show. I will see you all next time. Until then, stay awesome.